guys everyone welcome back to another episode of buy or sell what the hell and i'm joined here today with my partner Ritas and alex as usual this is jason jenkins uh if you want to call me your host and we're going to be talking about what we usually talk about trading investing especially around the crypto space and i thought today guys if it's you know if it's good with you um, we'll talk a little bit about the, at the beginning of the episode, what we see in the markets, you know, the last week or so, kind of what we've been doing and what, you know, just what the overall market's doing, kind of our, our take. And, um, and then <clears throat> we'll do a topic in the middle. I was thinking, you know, I, I get these ideas of topics when I have, when we're doing our sessions with our Forex traders and, you know, in our, our group coaching sessions and all our training and stuff. And it's always kind of the same themes that cycle through, whether it's in the, a new trader or an experienced trader that wants to trade treasuries or we're talking about Forex. And, but especially in the crypto market, there seems to be three main categories that I see traders really struggling with. So we could talk about those. And then at the end, we'll just, uh, you know, Alec, there's a couple coins I know that you want to talk about maybe yeah. that you like. Yeah. And, um, just kind of an outlook going forward, people kind of what we're thinking and what we're anticipating, you know, the rest of the week and into the, into the next week. But the main three topics was, um, the three main ones are, I mean, these are big topics that people struggle with, but the main one is psychology of trading. We can talk about a couple, um, I mean, psychology of trading, we can spend, you could have an entire podcast for years dedicated just to working on on the psyche and the mental analysis um but i want to do a psych- little bit on psychology timing that's always a big one obviously and then the position size we've worked with a lot this week with our guys um and a couple simple trading concepts and uh trading drills that that you guys could do or anybody that's listening can kind of um work on in their own trading um does that sound good al yeah all three of those sound like they really uh they really fit well together uh, i mean i'll just i'll just try to kind of rifle through them the um okay so the main one in the psychology trading so we always break up our trading into um fundamental analysis technical analysis cyclical analysis and then mental analysis everyone's pretty familiar with fundamentals um, that's a lot of old wall street and there's, there's a place for that. The Ben Graham's, the, obviously the Warren Buffett's, the value investing technical analysis really came on the scene in the eighties. Um, pretty much today, everybody 
can draw the trend lines in the Fibonacci's. Everybody kind of, you know, calls himself a technician, which is fine. But that's just the study of price and trend. And then cyclical analysis is very rare. Um, a lot of the some of the best traders, um, you know, from Tudor to um, all these guys that made a lot of money in the hedge fund industry in the uh, 80s and 90s studied a lot of cycles. And uh, there's just been more of that type of analysis that's available now because we can collect so much data that you can get cycles on pretty much anything. Um, but the simple observations that we make have to do with oscillations around the stochastic and, and timing things as far as how we work our position size. And then the mental analysis. So in the psychology of trading, that's the biggest. When people get into the crypto market, whether they're brand new um you know, just amateur traders or their professionals getting in to the crypto market. It's just, I just see a lot more chasing, a lot more emotion on the lows, mm -hmm. a lot of people trying to figure out what's this fork going to do and that fork going to do and is it beneficial to the market and should we see a sell off? And yeah. You know what I mean? And we heard, we heard a lot of that this week, right, Alec? I mean, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. These, they choose to plunge like all of their capital, you know just in one trade you know one one market mm -hmm. one coin at you know one time right and then you know i mean all the questions that we feel about well should i i'm getting out of all coins and i'm just going to get all into bitcoin now yeah, exactly. because, of the, because yeah. of the fork but you got to kind of think when everyone's thinking that same way you, you can't be so complacent right i mean there's probably a lot of traders that that bought into moved everything into Bitcoin on the highs up here, right around six thousand, because they all want to get Bitcoin gold, etc. And that, you're underwater now. I mean, I, we kind of saw that coming, and I, I kind of stayed steered away from those conversations. I got a little bit tired of them. Um, but that's the mental stuff. That there's just a lot of that going on in the community or in the trading chat rooms and even even with our group yeah um it's hard it's hard not to get wrapped up in those stories yeah um and so i mean i guess the the main topic that i want to touch on with the psychology of trading today is this fear of trading in negative territory and i see it when we're trading the euro pound a lot this week and there's this idea we teach on the charts where you gotta, if you can learn to get comfortable in what we call negative territory, it's a much easier way to trade. So there's so many traders that just, they want to find the right spot on the chart, the right, you know, absolute perfect level to enter and then set their targets and then hope for the best. And they just want the market to move in their favor as soon as they put the trade on that as soon as it goes against them. 1%, 2%, you know, God forbid in this market, mm -hmm. 30, 30%, and they get all twisted up. I mean, you know, or at the same time, like on metal, we had those few trades on metal. That was the first position that we took a stop on in like two months when we first really started getting into this space. And, and uh, it was simple for me. It was like, hey, we broke our trend as we just go to the sideline on this one and see what happens. Well, Sure enough, we broke the trend and we had that 40% drop to those levels that we even talked about. Yeah. And it's like, there, as soon as we broke that level, you start to see the psychology come out. People are like, well, I'm going to hold this one because I like it really long term. You know, well, 
you know, I, I didn't, I, you know, I sold, you know, I sold some earlier and I don't they make all the excuses for why they want to be in the position and all these excuses of why not to sell. And that's okay. But when we were down on the lows and we were 40% correction, it was the same talk of, Oh my gosh, I should have just got out. And Oh, why didn't we listen to Jason or why didn't we, you know what I mean? Yeah. What, do, like, what do we do now? Yeah. You know, should I sell now? And all the emotions come back out on the lows. It's like, guys, we got to, if you move to the sidelines and you wait and see, you can always get back in, but you, you, it's a totally different emotional and psychological state. When you sit through a 30, 40% drawdown, which is going to happen in the space, now all your emotions are going, why didn't I sell up there? You know, you guys had the right call. Well, why didn't I, should I just get rid of it? Now I'm stuck in this trade and now I can't use my capital for another trade. And it's like, so there's, there's a lot of that, but, um, it's really hard to kind of go through without the chart, but being this idea of being able to trade in negative territory. So when we want to buy into a position, I think too many traders are getting in too heavy into one or two ideas, or they put all of their amount of capital for a particular trade in inside of one, um, uh, one position at one or two lots and it's just way too much too close back to back and so we've been working a lot with our our guys to just trade less capital or less position size and give yourself more time to let it pull back because usually most traders are so antsy to get in they, again they want it to move in their favor so quickly they don't want to be wrong that yeah. they buy too buy, buy too quick and the market will move a lot further than you think so I've found over the years is just, okay, I'm going to trade less size over what I call a wider range of the chart and then over a longer period of time, meaning why do I need to get in in the next three hours instead of the next three days? Why don't I take less? Why do I really need to buy Bitcoin right here at 5,800 and 5,700 and 5,600 and 5,500 and 50 all the way down to 5,000? Why not spread that over three smaller buys, 5,700, 5,500, you know, 5,200, maybe mm-hmm. even a little, little heavier. Yeah. But maybe that takes you, takes you a week. And so it's working with people on the psychology of not being afraid of the market going against you or going in negative territory. And that kind of feeds into position size. Um, I guess that would just be one nugget I wanted to touch, touch on is this idea that you, you there's a lot of times where I'll enter small and I actually want the position to back up on me because I want to buy more at lower prices. So many people do it opposite. They're so antsy to make money and they want to be right right away. They pl- they plunge in and as soon as it doesn't go in their favor, they panic, they stop out and then they stop out right when it just maybe goes a little bit past where they stopped out and then rips. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty black and white for a lot of people. I'm either in or out. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that's, that's the, the one that keeps popping up this week is just this idea, guys, of, hey, the market's going to ebb and flow. You've got to be prepared to give yourself room to get in. And you're going to, you want to change that psychology where you want, like, I want the market. I don't want to buy 5,800. I want to buy 5,200 mm-hmm. on Bitcoin. You know, as long as we're above 5,000, I don't want to buy, get long, heavy at 5,800. I, I can't put all my size up there. I need the market to pull back. And when you're even a bigger trader, if you trade 
you know, if you're trading a market like on the institutional side and you have you want to get into a big position, you just can't buy everything you want at these levels. You need the market to pull back. You know, you need people to sell to near the lows. Mm-hmm. So it's just that's the institutional mindset, whereas the novice or amateur is so afraid to be wrong for any period of time that it just ends up they end up doing the exact opposite of what they should be doing. So that's one thing along the psychology line. Um, um, timing. Timing. I'm just checking my battery. Uh, what was I going to say on the timing side? Oh, so along the cyclical analysis, I mean, <laughs> I just don't see really anybody talking about time. I mean, if something rallies for three to five days or eight days, that's there's a wavelength to an 8.6 frequency. Mm-hmm. So again, we should expect, you know, a three to in an uptrend, we should expect a two to three day pullback and then a five to eight day rally, two to three day pullback, five to eight day rally. And so I just don't see a lot of people allowing that time concept into their trading. There's, there's price and there's time. So where we trade and how we trade relative to where we are in the cycle matters. I mean, if we, if we're buying dips and we're high within the cycle, but we're above 5,000, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. If, if you break 5,000 and we're at the top of a longer term cycle, you got to be really cautious that the, the, by the time the cycle plays out, you might be at the next pivot low, uh, lower, something down around 3,200, example, which is where that, that pivot is from the, the, the lows of September. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say to new traders out there, if you start to study uh, cycles and cyclical analysis, you're going to be way ahead of a lot of traders. And that's, that's a big place that I'm, you know, people want a, a book to read, et cetera. Let's go to start learning about cycles. And then, um, position size is the other, the other place that, um, people need a lot of help with. And, um, I think position sizing is helpful to, understand across duration so alec like we were doing today in the room mm-hmm. um you know there's three different durations in our model long-term trading in intermediate term or swing trading and near term or micro trading or day trade and um i see a lot of people that want to put a lot of risk in the market for the long term and when it comes to like near term trading, they trade very small. And I think that's actually backwards where the times to take a lot of risk when you want to put a lot of your capital at risk is you don't want to put a lot of capital at risk and just sit, sit on it for an entire year. I mean, you can, I mean, it's obvious, right? We already know the swings that's p- possible, right? Up to six, up to 4,000, all the way back to 1800, all the way up to six. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we even pull back to another 50% retrace before we make another run at the highs. Mm -hmm. But when we think about capital in terms of other industries like real estate, I mean, to me, it's really risky. You're going to stick a large amount of capital. You know, I guess it's one thing if you lever up, you use the bank's money or someone else's money. The project goes bad. You know, that's the business. That's just the nature of the business. 
the business is at risk. Um, but man, if you're going to stick your hard-earned capital, what a lot of people are doing in the crypto markets here, and you're just going to put that a huge chunk on the line and just bet and hold with no risk management process. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, that's risky, right? I mean, it's much easier for us to get heavy for 10 or 15 minutes at a specific level where we're watching it and we see the cycle and then something happens in the market, we can just hit a bid and get out, right? Mm-hmm. So trying to work with traders on that's on the extreme side where I think you should have a smaller amount of capital that you always have a long position in the bull market, which we're currently in, in, in Bitcoins and the whole crypto space. But then trying to take a percentage of your capital and trade around the core position on the intermediate term, right? Adding and reducing. Mm-hmm. And then the next level of that is getting even more aggressive. And maybe that's going to be more possible for people when options and futures come online. Um, you know, I don't know how many yeah. pe- people are trading really on margin right now, but you you can you can get a little bit more aggressive day trade. You know, and you only risk one candle. Maybe it's literally like ten points on Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, what might be helpful for some listeners is when you're talking heavier and lighter here. I mean, for an average position, you know, would you be to throw in some percentages like? For you know your initial position, would you throw in ten percent, twenty percent? Yeah, good good point. Um, well, percentage is tough because when you some you know without knowing somebody's whole financial yeah. background, but yeah. if they have a portfolio and just crypto, yeah. you can talk about percentages in the majors, you know, and then percentages in all coins. But I would say when you decide on what you want to trade, like just like I have. 10,000 bucks. I want to trade crypto. Well, I'll put, I'll trade half of that in Bitcoin and Ethereum or something like that. And I'll play a little bit on altcoin space. Uh, cause they're a little bit riskier. So that's probably something smart. But so of that 10,000, maybe you have 5,000 to trade Bitcoin, mm-hmm. right? In the idea is you want to keep a core position for the long haul. So you want to always keep at least maybe a thousand or a fifth of that position. Pretty much always invested as long as you're still in a bull market, right? And there's ways to look at that once you realize to kind of identify the trend on the monthly and weekly. And then, so if you're long one of your five, right, you have another one or two to trade around the hourly or four hour chart when you swing trade. So like this last dip, when we broke through 5,000 in Bitcoin, we rallied to something like 56 and a half or so. And then we had a nice four four hour pullback, four hour cycle lower, which lasted four days. And we pulled right back towards five thousand and held fifty one hundred. Well, if I'm core long a thousand that I bought a year ago, I don't touch that one. And then, but when we we move from thirty two hundred to a new high, like fifty fifty six hundred, maybe I'm taking off another two or three that I bought down at thirty two hundred. So I'm going, so I'm going through 5,000 and I'm getting less long. Uh, maybe I was long $3,000 worth of Bitcoin at 3,200. I go through 5,000. I take a thousand off, right? So now I'm only long two. And then we get a pullback like we, like I was, um, talking about when we went back to 5,000, we held like 5,100 right in front of there. 
Maybe you add back your thousand that you sold into 5,600, the new high. And so this, that's the idea of the adding and reducing that there's times where you get a pullback where you like and you, instead of being just long a thousand dollars worth, you get a little bit heavier. You get long two thousand worth, but then you get long three thousand worth. Or you get the really big picture pullbacks. Like we had one at there at 1850 and down around 3300 where we got more aggressive. Maybe mm-hmm. you put your full, your full position back on, right? You put your full five yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe your full position from a core perspective is only long 3000 and then intraday, intraday you have another one or 2000 you play with. So intraday you're looking for the right dip on the 30 minute or 15 minute cycle and then you buy another one or 2000 and boom right there you have your full 5000 max Mm -hmm. and then and then literally you're coming out of that going from long 5000 to maybe back to long 3000 within 30 minutes on a pop something like that and that's the add and reduce mentality and that's the position size mistakes that i see a lot of traders make because they're most of, most of the people in the space right now are either all in or all out, and that's so hard to trade that way because you're constantly, well, sh- well we're through 5000 now. Do I rebuy? You end up buying the high. And then, oh, no, now we're back down at about 50. I, I watched it at 52, 3, 4. We're up at almost 6000 I thought I was missing out again. I bought in, and then it pulls back down to 5000 They're like, oh, yeah, I bought at 6 Now I'm down at 5 What do I do? And so when you trade, when you scale in and scale out and you kind of change some of your philosophy on your position size, it, it, it alleviates all that anxiety or a lot of it because it's all that decision making and in and out and stop and go and black and white. All that, it's a much more fluid way to trade when you kind of learn to work the position sizing. And it's, it's impossible to kind of teach it, teach it all in a podcast, but it's, it's just the, it's the philosophical points that you got to kind of categorize that, okay, you know, I should, I got to work on my position sizing. All right, got it. I need to work on my psychology. Okay, got it. You know, my timing, my timing can always be better. What can I do? Oh, Jason's saying, you know, go start studying this, the cycles, the cyclical <laughs> now. And so anyway, that was, that was the big topics for this week. Do you have anything else there that, no, I mean, besides, those you know, it's, it's all about managing your risk and, you know, reducing your losses and, you know, let those winners take care of themselves. Right. Nope. Yep. And, uh, and I guess, you know, part of position size and it all kind of goes together, but part of letting your winners run is not being in a hurry to get out of everything. Like, why do you, like my mentality is why do I ever want to be flat Bitcoin like that? ever all right i'll have a piece that i never sell yeah so that just takes off the whole should i get out should i get back in my answer is always you know i do both you buy a little bit more or when it has a good run take some off um so anyway i think that was a pretty good good rant i guess uh what are you guys what are you guys thinking for this week the rest of the week and then the next week what are you talking about, coin-wise? Well, I mean, yeah, coin-wise. I mean, I know, I think since our last um, episode, I mean, you like WaltCoin. I don't really know much about them. I don't know if you want to briefly touch on them. We like Walt WTC. Yeah, yeah, was Walt one Coin's we had, liked. It's had a yeah. pretty nice run-up. DNT, too, District 0X. 
Okay. Uh, you just added your first position to that this week, right? Yep. Um, yeah. We did. We did. That was um, a blog post we did. And that that was a good call. That was a pretty classic setup that we've had. I mean, I've had that swing line setup I've used in every market for a long time. And it doesn't always trigger right away where the market just rips. But literally that morning we put that buy, buy mm-hmm. signal out on that swing line buy setup. And, man, it took off like 30% right away. Yeah. I mean, I was traveling. We, caught, we probably could have scaled out a little bit more when we were probably up over 50% intraday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're still long there. That one, Civic, I did another podcast with another gentleman interviewing us, and I just said, Civic, District, uh, Salt, we added. Obviously, that's a new coin we like, along with everybody else. Um, and then I kind of, we kind of probably missed buying that last dip earlier this week on Wallcoin. I don't know if you want to talk about the background on that one. Uh, you know, I'll stick to district a little bit about. I don't know. I, okay. District really excites me. They got they had new marketplaces coming on on their platform. Like uh, they just had Name Bazaar, Ethlands. I mean, they have a lot of stuff going on already, which you know a lot of projects don't don't really have anything. Just a bunch of vaporware. And so you can so you can buy, you can invest like you can build your project into their community, right? And the idea is like transact or just do business within that that blockchain. Yeah, right? pretty they're, much. It's a it's a platform district. for like building other platforms on top of it. Makes it makes it really easy. Okay. So people get to vote, you know, based on how much token you have, the DNT. You get to vote as a community, you know, what's the next project gonna be built, uh, you know, on top of their platform. Interesting then, way to give the community a you know a voice and right, and then so you bring your capital to the table and you build your project you know on their in their district. I'm not too sure where the capital aspect goes in. Yeah, maybe something to look into. Yeah, especially as it keeps keeps uh, keeps rising. I mean, we've looked at the management team, which we do a lot. I mean, once once we see the there's potential for the long term. They seem like a serious project, you know, they're kind of filling that long term need. But we like the management team. That's kind of usually enough for us because, again, back to what we like to do. I mean, if 80% of our trading is based on time and price, mm-hmm. only 20%, if that, I mean, really, it's maybe 5% or 10% is based on the fundamentals. And we could do it. We could another episode on, you know, I've debated that before why. People swear by the fundamentals, but you know, that's a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah, we you know we knew enough about them to get us interested. Took a look at the yeah. chart, grabbed an easy, you know, that quick move up. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, it's just about managing your risk more than anything, which is you know, how do I work my position? Where am I wrong? What's my? How am I going to trade it? You know? Yeah, it's tough with all this volatility. You know. Yeah, and that's not going to go anyway anytime soon. Well, we can pretty much wrap it up there. I mean, I would say for the rest of the week, big picture, I mean, Bitcoin, we're still very bullish, very constructive as long as we're above 5,000. And we'll see what the cycle looks like. The only thing that gave us pause, we talked about a little bit today in the room, is that the daily cycle is kind of starting to roll over. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so we really need to watch where we held last week. If, if we can't hold 5,000, on top of the fact that it was a big breakout level, if you break out like that and you can't follow through on a weekly or monthly basis, that usually tells you that the bulls, you know, sometimes it's a fake out. The bulls get tired right into the highs. And that's where you can see the swing or the pendulum move back the other way. So we're using that 5,000 level. If that helps listeners, I would really pay attention to that one. Um, and uh, uh we're, we're a little you know i can list a few coins we're a little heavy in this week specifically like walton uh mm-hmm. dnt district zero x monero you know the majors ethereum and bitcoin yep and we really had a kind of an epic move in all coins yesterday i mean yeah it's a nice i mean nice we had to wake up to Vinny or someone that posted in the room that i mean every single all coin BTC pair and Bitrix was green, which is that's just crazy. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like when the Dow was all green, but it's not, it's, it was even more than that. So it wasn't just thirty. It was like saying the whole entire Nasdaq 100 is green. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, well, um, yeah, guys, if you like what you hear here, or um, interested in or joining our team and interacting with us and following along with what we're doing and just more of how we talk and trade the market and our modeling process. It's you guys can find us at JenkinsRM.com. You can it's free to join our chat room. We go underneath services, our crypto coin group. That'll get you in the right direction. Other than that, we'll catch up with you guys next week. All right. And we'll sign off with you. Sounds good. All right. See you guys. <laughs>